Baguettes. <laughs> He's losing a little bit over there. I can't think of anything else French, dude. <laughs> Baguettes and berets and my incredible accent. Oh, yeah. We got to hear your incredible accent the, the last... The last episode that was released. Yes. Yep. The one that I just heard and listened to. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of Who Is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed? I'm your host, Zach, and I know a lot about Doctor Who. And I'm also your host, Cassie, and I don't know a lot about Doctor Who. And today we're looking at... (sighs) Today we're looking at the worst episode of Doctor Who. I'm determined to make it my favorite episode of Doctor Who. This is serious. Because you're projecting. I know. That ruins it, dude. I I know. That's the whole point of the show. I I know. I know. And I will generally try to abstain from making other opinions, but I also... You coming out of the gate with negativity, not a good look for you, bro. I know. I just... I'm going to make my feelings known up front. Uh, this is Series 2, Episode 10, Love and Monsters. Hooray! Uh, so excited! <laughs> uh, and I will say, uh, so w- one thing you should know about this uh, is, so when the new series started and they added the Christmas specials, I told you before they didn't have Christmas specials for the classic series, that meant there was another episode booked to film in the filming block of Doctor Who. And unfortunately, they didn't have that budgeted in their time schedule at first, so a lot of episodes had to be double had to be double booked, where two episodes are shooting at the same time, and that created what is now called the Doctor Light episodes, because there's not a lot of the Doctor in them. Huh. It's usually following tangential characters in the Who in the Hooniverse, uh, and this this is the this is the first one of those. Some of them are great. In fact, the other two that immediately come to mind are two of the best episodes of the show. Uh, and there's also there's also one companion light episode that's one of the best episodes of the show. This one is not one of them. Uh, this is Love and Monsters, which to get into the Cassie Profassi a little bit for this one, I will let you know uh, the villain in this one was designed by a child who won a contest to design a oh, Doctor no. Who alien. No, oh no, is this another not Slee Slack? That's in a different world entirely. Those ones I don't oh, Slavine? Like. Slavine, thank yes. you. Is the this another Rexacorica Sl- Falpatorians. I don't care what their actual name is, Zachary, you big <laughs> fucking show off. Is this another Slavine? Well, type I, I will tell you creature. the the this creature never comes back again. So it's not it's not another Slavine in the sense that you have to deal with them ever again. Uh, but this is called an Absorbalof. Okay. <laughs> uh, and because it was designed by a child, I'm going to have you tap into your inner child. <laughs> mm. And you tell me what you think an Absorbaloff looks like. An Absorbaloff looks like a vacuum cleaner man come to life. A vacuum cleaner man? Yeah. Because absorb, just. Okay. That's a sucking motion, but. Yeah, I'm going to go with my gut. It's going to be like a shop vac if a shop vac were a person. So you're thinking like the. the char- like that. The shop vac character they have in the Teletubbies that looks like a little elephant? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because when I was a child, we had a shop vac that was squat and red and black, red on top, black on the bottom. So it did look like a very small, round man that would every every month or so come into my house and just suck up all the dirt out of my carpet. <laughs> Tapping into inner child, this is going to be if that shop vac were to come to life as okay. a person. Okay. Just shop vac man. Okay. And I will say that because this episode doesn't follow the doctor, it instead follows a group uh, called the London Investigation Detective Agency, or Linda. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Detective yes, Agency? The London Investigation Detective Agency. 
Oh my god. I know that it's unintentional, but you know, n -d -n -d. <laughs> no, not that at all. Oh, that was a Futurama reference, brother. Oh, that uh. is the uh, uh, ruler of the planet Omicron Percy I 8. That's oh, his wife. Is I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I feel ashamed now as a science fiction fan to yeah. have forgotten that. So I would like you to tell me, what do you think the London Investigation Detective Agency is investigating and <laughs> detecting? So, that's so amazing, though. <laughs> Detective Agency. Uh, they're investigating missing people. Missing people? No. no? Yes. No. <laughs> Looking deep into your eyes. I will try and project it to you from my I eyes. I can't. Your new haircut. It's thrown me off. <laughs> I got my haircut today. It's thrown <laughs> me off. Uh, okay, let's see. So the Absorbaloft is the name of the, the alien. The loft. No T at the end. Just Absorbaloft. Absorbaloft. That is the very top floor of a building. You know how the like the absorbable law. Yeah, you know how it's like, like a reverse when bounce house. Hey, shut up. You know, like when you put on the AC and sometimes like it will take in all of the like pet fur and dirt and dander and whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why you have filters. It that stuff shoots up to the top floor of certain buildings. That <laughs> is the absorbable loft. Come stay at the luxurious Absorbaloft. That makes too much sense. That's where a bunch of plants live. <laughs> the seedlings are glass. They can absorb the sunshine. <laughs> but, uh, this is, but this is not the Absorbaloft. This is just the Absorbaloft. Just to get, like, I will tell you that you've already met the thing they're investigating. Oh, is it the doctor? It could be the doctor. I... Because my knee-jerk reaction is to say that if we've already met, it kind of has to be either the doctor or Rose. Mm -hmm. My thought I mean, you, was we also... Have, we have seen people investigating the doctor before. That was in the very first episode that mm -hmm. we met. Uh, we met the guy whose name was... <laughs> and he got shot by the, by the plastic men. Yeah, I completely wiped that from my memory, bro. <laughs> to be fair, that was like 18 episodes ago. So. I don't... That episode frightened me. <laughs> mannequin men, mannequin men. There's no mannequin men in this one. Just an absorbable off. Uh, no, I take it back. The mannequin men do make a cameo in this. What? <laughs> Could be the uh, people investigating what Bad Wolf is. Okay. But we also haven't seen any of that written on any buildings. And yeah. we know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. So that would be unsatisfying um, if they just ripped that out of its grave to mm -hmm. say this is what people are investigating. So for the lack of continuity, sure. I, I, am, I am guessing that they're investigating the doctor. All right, then. Well, let's find out if the London Investigation Detective Agency is investigating the doctor and if the Absorbaloft looks like a big old vacuum in Series 2, Episode 10. <sighs> Love and monsters. See, you're projecting again, though. You are projecting on me, sir. That doesn't make for good content. I'm excited for this one, y'all. I'm bad. Hey, hey, future Zach, eat your fucking words, bitch. <laughs> this one's going to be my favorite. I am forcing it to be my favorite. <laughs> you rat bastard. This episode of Who Is My Doctor is brought to you by Adam and Steve. They're these two two guys I met at the gym. They, they seem nice. I told them about the podcast and they wanted to sponsor an episode. So, hi chaps. Uh, best of luck on the squats. Uh, remember, that's Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. I have a new favorite episode. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's no, so it's dumb. No, it's not. It's, no, here's the thing. 
uh it was stupid i will give it that much because it i believe it predates a lot of the like i'll, I'll call them pov documentary style mm-hmm. shows because i need to see when the british office when did that when was that a thing uh-huh. that and what we do in the shadows because those were the two big things that i was reminded of uh, the original office was 2001, so this is actually several years okay, after that. Okay, sick. Awesome. Yeah, so that's a very clear influence then. Mm-hmm. Because I happen to love any of those, like, here's the POV from somebody in the background. Case in point, I was thinking a lot about Lion King one and a half today. Mm-hmm. And this reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's the what's happening when like the big events are happening. Mm-hmm. And so I like that he's just some guy. <laughs> Elton is just a dude. Just a that's dude. In the crowd. He's just he's just a little guy. <laughs> no, he's just a dude. He's just a dude in the crowd that is being assaulted by mannequins with appropriately sized hands this time. <laughs> uh, what else? On Christmas Day, his window is shattered as the spaceship is flying above. He's in the the crowd in London when the spaceship barrels into big ben (laughs) he just happens to be there because it's kind of fucking hard not to be when you're assaulting all of london yep odds are you're gonna be there if you're a londoner Mm -hmm. yeah i like how it starts (laughs) (laughs) yes so it's it starts with uh elton uh, chasing after the doctor and finding him and a, a random alien monster. Immediate, just immediate action. <laughs> it's a it's a handheld cam, so it's all jerky and wild and crazy. The main focus is Elton, our man, our guy. The main focus is Elton. You know your favorite your favorite character in Doctor Who. <laughs> hey, you know what? They can't all be about the Doctor, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Because here's my thing. Spoiler alert, jumping to the end a little bit. I found this wildly more entertaining than some of the episodes that you claim to be your favorites. I mean, that's that was I mean, this was part of the fun for this podcast is I figured you and I were going to have different perspectives. I had no idea how wild, how wildly dissimilar this one was going to be. But, you know, here we are. (laughs) Here's the thing. They got me. They got me with the Scooby-Doo haul. Anything <laughs> that utilizes Scooby-Doo logic, I absolutely adore. <laughs> because it's just the visuals. I can't describe it in words. I don't want to describe it in words. That's not fun to hear. But when you have any fr- uh, any time a haul has been Scooby-Dooed, count color me excited. <laughs> I love that shit. I eat it up like it's candy. Yum, 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 yum. For those of you just wondering, there's a moment early on in the episode where the characters are just running between six different doors in a hallway as as a Scooby as an original Scooby Doo cartoon might have characters. It is simply the Doctor Rose and we'll just it it was a predatorish alien. It was a big big doggo alien. Big Uh, a big like if predator and a pit bull. Yeah. Were together pitter pit boulder <laughs> anyways but they're all chasing each other doctor's chasing rose rose is chasing the alien the alien's chasing the doctor the doctor's chasing rose now rose is chasing the alien the alien's chasing himself <laughs> it's oh man um, yum, 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 yum. i love that <laughs> so funny <laughs> And yeah, and the handheld camera, that sort of any time that it's somebody blogging or doing it, but it's very staged and it's inauthentic because it's a scripted series. Mm-hmm. Easy A is another very good example. One of my favorite movies, any of the scenes where she's blogging and is just like, so uh, I bet I know why you're all here. <laughs> like that, that context is so funny to me and i don't i don't know if it's just because i grew up in the time where 
I I watched I watched YouTube from its infancy grow into what it is now, where you do have way more videos of those like, hey guys, it's me, your girl, and today we're doing whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, going from the very early, early days of the internet, which is this time, 2006, very mm-hmm. early days of, you know, just having a WordPress or a blog spot, something like that, where it's like... I don't know who's going to hear this. I don't even know if anybody's going to care to watch this. But I need to tell my side of the story. (laughs) I have a thing that I need to share and the world needs to hear it. Because at the end of the day, fucking nobody needs to hear it. Nobody cares. I enjoy it. I like hearing those. But Mm -hmm. most of the time people don't make things for me and me alone. Except (laughs) for this fucking episode is made just for me. They even had Moaning Myrtle in it. They do. They have, uh, in addition to Elton, there's also Ursula, who is played by the same actress as Moaning Myrtle. I'm so sad I don't actually know her name. But as soon as you... You hear it too. That's just the sound she makes it. Because oh. I think when she did Harry Potter, she was like 30. Something like that, yeah. I know she was. I know she was considerably older than the character she was playing. But you know, she's a ghost, so all they had to do was put her in pigtails, and, and she make, has a she has a fairly young face. She has a very young face, and it's especially when, in the case of Moaning Myrtle, she doesn't have human skin. Uh, so, Shirley Henderson. Is Shirley her name, by the way. Henderson. But yeah, in the case of Moaning Myrtle, she doesn't have human skin. So any of the age that is detectable on human skin can be erased out because she's a fucking ghost. (laughs) The only thing that stays, and we're so happy it does, is her wonderful voice. His name is the Doctor. Yeah, and she and she continues. I don't. I wonder if that is her actual voice, or if she puts on like an affect. Uh, maybe. I also noticed the same thing for Elton, where he was both very young and very old at the same time. Yeah, it was especially because there's that Neil Patrick Harris looking motherfucker. <laughs> the Neil Patrick Harris you order on Wish dot com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he does because there's a moment where I'm like he does look really young, especially because there's that scene where Jackie's like making a pass at him, and you're like is and, you, and we'll I'm like we'll get to that we'll oh, get to okay, that we'll get to that. But in in the case of what he looks like in particular, I spent a very fair amount of the episode trying to figure out how old is he because when you go into the flashback when he is referring to the first time that he interacted with the doctor, Mm -hmm. the house is very shag carpet, orange, yellow, brown. So the indication is that it is the 1970s. Yeah. Or at least the house was was from the 70s. You know, but there, there's a very safe guess then that if he's a child who remembers this, I actually think he says he's four. Yeah. If he was four, then he'd be, you know, let's just say the year is 1979 and he's four years old. Yeah, so that if that's the case, that would mean he was born in 75 and this show takes place in 2006 so at this point. So he would point. have been 30. He would have been 31, yeah. Yeah. He could be 30. Yeah. He, he could be anywhere, he could be he could be anywhere from 30. He could be anywhere from 31 to he could like be 35, really. He could be 10. Yeah. He could be four still. <laughs> you don't know. He could, he could be this many. He could be able to be counted on one hand. You don't know. You know. <laughs> he could still be four. You yeah. said that. I'm sorry. I did just say that. Yeah. I I really loved him talking about his little like golden days of Linda. <laughs> Which, Wait, or could... Another one of my favorite tropes when people talk about you don't know that these that they were the golden days until they're gone, until they're behind <laughs> you. He doesn't say that, but it has that same intonation. Yeah, especially because later they do a montage of him like looking oh back on it. Oh my god. There's so much montages. <laughs> Mon- montage. <laughs> Where he's going through each and every member of Linda. Bliss is my absolute favorite because she's talking about how she's making art for what the doctor represents. What he could represent and what he should represent. And what he never won't represent sort of thing. Which Bless Bliss. <laughs> which, I is enjoy- the, which is the British version of... Oh, bless, bless your, bless bless your, your heart. heart. <laughs> <laughs> you're 
You were you were gonna have something to say? Oh, that was what I was gonna say, which is that it's the British person to bless your heart. Like, I don't want to say there aren't good moments in it. There's just a lot of it where I'm like, this isn't why I watch this show. In the context of the series, Mm -hmm. it's not good. As a standalone, considering that this is probably the only episode that we are going to watch tonight, Uh loved it. (laughs) 500 out of 10. Would watch again. Yeah, I mean... There's a part of it where it's like, why am I just watching? Why am I watching Doctor Who and there's just a man jumping around in his socks? Listening to ELO, dude. You try listening to five times during this episode. They played Mr. Blue Sky. Do you know how many times I wanted to get up and start wiggling around? Five times. (laughs) I had to take notes, which is why I didn't. It's really weird because that last part they time the last time they play. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky is the really slow parts. If you got up and bopped around to that one, that would have been kind of interesting. No, because the note for that one, the note that I was busy writing down was, why are they trying to make us feel things for somebody we don't know? Right. (laughs) We'll get to that. (laughs) It was very Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Jeez. Uh, Oh, man, Rick. (laughs) Oh, Victor Kennedy is somehow a wizard when he walks in. Lights. Yeah, he uh, Victor Kennedy walks in right when the power goes out. Victor Kennedy, Mr. Bad Guy. Yeah. Uh, my name is Victor McBadman. D- never said. mind the fact that I'm dressed in a trench coat and a big hat and I've got an evil mustache I can twirl. Evil mustache. My hair is white. My skin is white. My coat jet black. And none of you can touch me. Because of the eczema. That you mean eczema? Eczema. <laughs> he repeats multiple times that he means eczema. That's so funny. And it's, That's so funny, dude. Come like, on. There, like the, what I mean is, it's it does. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that it doesn't I work for like Doctor Who. I don't like being touched literally or metaphorically. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's that this episode is so like feels like it's from another show. It does. Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> Maybe this is me saying, hey, Zach, I don't like Doctor Who. I like this episode because it's specifically not Doctor Who. I didn't Who. realize uh, when I started the podcast, Who is My Doctor? I never expected your doctor to be Elton. <laughs> me neither, but here we are. <laughs> but yeah, just when he, because he's such a cartoon character and that no one second guesses this obviously evil man to be obviously evil. Where is Bliss? <laughs> Did you hear she's getting married? Moving on. (laughs) Okay. Don't y'all have each other's emails or something? (laughs) Also, there is a moment where I wrote down, geez, hard to work when the computer's not on. Because he's actively (laughs) typing, but the camera pulls back just far enough that you can see that the screen is blank. (laughs) When moments ago, it was on. (laughs) I love the attention to detail. And yeah, the whole, then the whole moment where he's talking about the four steps of infiltration. Or find a way to start a conversation, get their name, uh, find a way to get into their house. Or no, it was like crack a joke and then find a way to get into their house. And Jackie just does all of that for him without prompt. Like she had no idea. Yeah. This made me love Jackie so much because again, that shit's funny. <laughs> like, there's a lot of moments in this episode where it was like, I was laughing partially to piss you off because I knew, I could feel you seething on the other side of the couch. But I uh, genuinely, genuinely got a couple laughs out of me. Yeah, there was a couple times where I laughed, too. Because one nice thing about not enjoying this episode is that I had this is one of those episodes I've never really revisited. Um, and I will say it is a bit better than I remember. I, I may actually say this pro- This might not be the worst episode of the show anymore. I still have huge problems with the last like third of the episode. We'll get to that in just a minute. Oh, yeah. Me as well. Me as well. Um, But, you know, when Orin Elton is becoming her little handyman because, quote, she used to have a little mate named Mickey that would do all this. He's gone now. Like, I didn't even think about that, that when Mickey stays in the alternate dimension, in the alternate timeline to live with his grandma, that he is leaving Jackie behind. Yeah, he's leaving his whole life behind. Because we saw at one point he worked at an auto shop, so he's got all those co-workers that he left. Well, yeah, but the biggest thing is just like, at least in this case, it's like he's like, he left Jackie completely alone. Not that... 
you know, his decision making should include Jackie necessarily, just because she is the mother of his kind of not really girlfriend partner. You know, his 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 reasonings and his decision comes before anybody else. But in that moment, you're kind of like, oh, wait, Jackie's like sad. Yeah. Like she's really sad mm. and she's super alone, but she's also covering really well for the doctor and Rose just saying that, or just in this case, it's Rose because that's who Elton is trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that she covering for her daughter, just saying that she's traveling, traveling with mates because she was for a hot minute when Mickey and the doctor were all together. And, you know, she busts out her little bottle of wine. <laughs> it's French, yeah? <laughs> French know how to do a lot of things right. Like wine and fries and smooching. <laughs> and, uh, toast. Uh, being able to see everyone's underpants. Fuck, I was going to say, there's is creating holes in the wall where the men can see it all. <laughs> but... Another thing, another defense, another feather in the cap for Jackie. She gets a redemption arc in less than an episode. Good for fucking her. Because the entire time you're like, oh, no, Jackie's doing her Jackie thing. She's seducing this man she just met a couple weeks ago. But she, oh, no, I guess it's not a couple weeks, maybe a couple days. Yeah, and it's and she's like really throwing herself at him too like she's pouring wine on his shirt to get him to take his shirt off <laughs> whoops like yeah it's a little, little uncomfortable little little uncomfortable about that but then she says like i was gonna be nice and pay for this round of pizza and i you knew you wouldn't accept the money so i was gonna sneak it into your pocket and look what i found and it's a picture of rose and she gets rightfully angry mm-hmm. and that's when she's like i'm gonna defend the rose and Although- the doctor for the rest of my the life. Although she doesn't really seem to be upset for the right reason. She seems to no. be upset. She doesn't seem to be upset that someone is like trying to track down her daughter and the doctor. She seems to be upset that it isn't about her. I was looking for the doctor. Oh, I know that. I worked that out. Because it's never me, is it? No, but that's how it started. But I changed my Let mind. Let me tell you something. Well, it's the she's being used for yet some something else that has to do with the Rosen doctor mm-hmm. the Rosen doctor <laughs> I've said that now twice <laughs> <laughs> we've we know Jackie is selfish this is not news mm-hmm. this is not a a new characteristic a new quirk of hers yes but it's nice to see that she is saying that she will protect her daughter and mm-hmm. the doctor and for as long as she lives. It, it was nice that they cared about Jackie because they typically seem to write Jackie as a joke. Jackie is not in the series, hardly ever. Yes. And when she is, they don't seem to write her as a positive character. They seem to write her as a nag. And so it was nice to see another angle of her. Uh, to remind you that, you know, for as much of a pain as she is, even to the doctor, uh, she does... genuinely care about her daughter yeah that's sweet it's really wonderful to see that yes in a mother character but then we get to the to the meat of the episode yeah uh after every basically every time they come and have a have a meeting of linda oh speaking of which we can go ahead and uh, give you that point uh linda was investigating the doctor uh i am gonna defend my answer of shop vac man because he did not look like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, if you ran a, if you dunked a vacuum cleaner in a swamp first. Yeah. He looked like a, a little round man vacuum cleaner. <laughs> round, wet, green, talon having. Hairy, but mohawk only. <laughs> swamp looking. A uh, fat bastard from Austin Powers movies. A lot of tongue work. <laughs> a lot of tongue work. Which, my my note for that was just so many choices. Because <laughs> for the one hand, the makeup, t- not bad, no, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Uh, Specifically the makeup of any of the close-ups that they do of Mr. Skinner 
Ursula, any of the close-ups that they did of them having already been absorbed, they do the same makeup on them, but, you know, looking like they're part of a larger mass, which I couldn't tell, but when, when Mr. Skinner is first absorbed, it almost looks like <laughs> he is in the same room as everybody else. Like... Like, he is part of that makeup, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, it, I couldn't tell, and mm-hmm. I I didn't know if that was just because he's kind of shoved off to the side on the ground. Yeah, because of where he, well, because of where he was, there was more shadow on him, and so it doesn't seem quite as strike. They don't have to, they, they can adjust the coloring better to make it look like he's really there. Uh, Which, again... Good job. Unlike Ursula, who anytime they have to cut it on her, they have to get real close. Well, yeah, but she still has the same, the same makeup. Like yeah. it's the same exact. Mm. I'm. I would be shocked if it wasn't. I, I'd imagine that it's the same exact process of. Can we also just address really quick that it's very silly that when she comes out of the absorbable loft, she's still wearing her glasses. Hey, you know what? Consistency. <laughs> I wouldn't know what she looked like without her little glasses. <laughs> but you know what she'd sound like. I mean, you couldn't understand bliss. It (laughs) wasn't just because she was being sat on. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate one nice thing about if you don't like this episode, it does feature a character literally talking out of an ass. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a part of it where it feels like they kind of knew. Yeah. Also, his accent was going in and out (laughs) of something that I couldn't quite determine because you said Austin Powers looking motherfucker. And then that reminded me, oh, yeah, it is just Shrek before Shrek. It is a little Shrek-y. Just to show you anyway, um, this is this is the uh, design that the child that the child had submitted that one. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And they really decided to go. into this design like they gave him the same stupid haircut the drawing looks like he's melting almost he didn't look like he was melting like he's like actively constantly dripping wet (laughs) yeah they they kept his same stupid haircut and they gave him a little loincloth just like he had in the drawing i do really appreciate though that rose and i had the same thought of (laughs) Ain't he a bit Slitheen? But he's not because he's from the planet Klom. Which is the twin planet. They're nothing like the Slitheen. <laughs> yeah, because this one is a planet I can pronounce. Because <laughs> it's four letters. <laughs> it Just going back to when the first reveal the Absorbable off, I do appreciate that, they, that the two people walk in and they don't seem to notice that he's just holding up a newspaper with giant... <laughs> It's such a large newspaper. It's so big. Where'd he even get that? It wasn't on his desk before. And then and it takes them until they get like two feet away from them to notice that he's got these giant oven mitt claw hands now. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they re- when they reveal him, he just kind of sits there and like explains everything. Like, it doesn't really, like, get, doesn't do anything, like, active. He doesn't explain at all why he's there. Yeah. Other than that he wants to find the doctor to absorb all of his history. Yeah, or just, like, imagine how delicious it'll taste with all of that knowledge. And I'm like, what? But then he gets a little Irish Scottish, so we gotta we gotta make sure we adjust it as we go it, on. It really, it really feels like he was trying to do Fat Bastard. It did. Get in my belly. That I would not be surprised though. When did when did Austin Powers come out? I got. I don't remember which one he was in. Because the you could look it up. I'm looking because there's also a part of me that's like, what if this kid? <laughs> what if that's what they were drawing inspiration from? <laughs> well, that way that wouldn't necessarily inform the actor's choices. I mean, what if the the actor could have been informed by that because he was just wearing a silly little loincloth. Uh, I mean, it could be because the uh, uh, the first appearance was Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, which came out in 1999. So there was a lot of Austin Powers in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked it, because I, I love those movies. But, but his, his ultimate demise, his ultimate demise is so very good. You, they just had to break his stupid little cane, <laughs> and then he would be... The absorbi the the absorber is being absorbed, where, by the earth. 
whole circle of life on me. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, do you, do you think eventually he just, like, pops out the other end? Yes. <laughs> or he, you know, gets to the center of the earth and meets Brandon Fraser and Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> but every time a meeting ends with, every time a, a meeting for Linda ends, Victor calls one of them over and it's just like, hey, can we talk a little bit after this after this meeting? Or it's, uh, I've got phone numbers for you. We can look at the, we can... Emails, I can help you track her down. Yeah, just... It, As it, if they didn't have any kind of, like, email chain or something that they were using to communicate when... They were when meeting. meetings were going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but every single time... As they're walking away, the person screams like, in horror, and no one ever turns around. No, they're talking about getting food and stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, they didn't notice the big giant oven mitt hands, because they can't hear anyone screaming. They have no perception whatsoever. They're legally blind, Zach. <laughs> legally blind and deaf. They they have no perception of reality. Yes. They did not say that. <laughs> So yes, the Absorbaloff uh, melts into the Absorbaloff earth. Absorbaloff does sound a little bit like a medication, though, don't it? <laughs> Try Absorbaloff. That's one of those new uh, weight loss medications going around. It's Wagovi, Ozempic, Manjaro, Absorbaloff. <laughs> it costs what, like $5,000? but there's a coupon that makes it $2,500. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it costs a human life. <laughs> Because once they've been absorbed, they can't be unabsorbed. That's not how it works. Remember the Absorbaloff slogan? Get in my belly! That doesn't make any sense, though. Because this is a weight loss medication. Get out of my belly! Better! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then then they reveal that the doctor had... First, come to Elton when he was when he was four to stop a shadow monster that killed his mom, and then they have a montage about Elton's mom, a character that we know nothing of and has no impact on the story at all. No, it's a sweet montage, so cute. But I don't know fucking shit about her. It's like this is a cool way to burn two minutes, I guess. Yup. Just. All right, she she seems like a mom. Yep. Got she's doing all that mom stuff. She's a seventies ish mom. And then it's the 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 last shot of the mom and a small child walking together, and she kind of drops his hand and keeps walking and waves goodbye, and then keeps walking, and then the white just like funnels around everyone but the boy. I know, very Jojo Rabbit, except <laughs> that one was earned, right? Those damn shoes. <laughs> Mild uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, and so the uh, so Ursula manages to come up for just a minute out of a slab of concrete to say stretchy concrete, a stre- a stretchy rubber concrete, just to say goodbye, and then melts away. But the doctor, using his magic wand, as he calls it, waves it to to fish her out of the out of the slab <laughs> to. To rearrange the absorption matrix, Zach. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what What do you know. mean absorption matrix? It wasn't tech. That's just how the guy, that's just how the absorbaloff works. Because if we're trying to go nature wise, like, okay, that makes perfect sense. Organic matter is being absorbed into concrete, which I guess is in this case organic matter there's dirt in between we can i can argue this all day long it's the rearranging of the absorption matrix to then bring just ursula's face back up through the tile yeah and get a spade i guess she's fine she doesn't need a heart or lungs or a stomach or anything no it's quite peaceful this way just just a face and glasses still and do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my honest thing? What? The doctor ruined it for me. <laughs> the final third of this episode, the the last like five minutes with the doctor coming in and saving the day, ruined it so much for me. Because <laughs> if she had just, if the if the alien just absorbed into the concrete, and the doctor said, well, his little bit about the absorber becoming absorbed. 
Yeah, maybe she had said goodbye and then faded away. Yeah, and then just having that be like a, sorry, mate, like, I'm not a nice guy. And, even th- and then you can tie it back to the mom being gone. And this is, an, this is a t- this, now he can get closure on someone passing. Now he has, now he and the doctor, to, the doctor has been present again for someone he cares about dying. And they can use that moment to sort of tie those two things together. But instead, <laughs> the it- doctor fishes her face out of the concrete to condemn her to be to be to a life of being a blowjob dispensing slab of stone immortal yeah she doesn't age but they have a bit of a love life they even got a bit of a love life oh let's not go into that someone wrote in the script we were all thinking that it. elton sticks his dick in his decapitated girlfriend's head we were all thinking it, Zachary. If I became a brick, <laughs> I would want you to do the same thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. If the only thing that I can dispense is knowledge and blowjobs. <laughs> all in all, there's just a, another brick on my balls. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, that one was actually good, bud. <laughs> Sorry to everybody who didn't need the mental image of me as a brick. <laughs> but I, I, I gotta say, like, <laughs> if it wasn't for that ending, I probably wouldn't have such a distaste for it. There is a part of it where it's just like, the doctor has sort of just decided what this woman's life is going to be. because here's the thing is, I really love the doctor saying, like, Sweet! Maybe. Passionate. I suppose, but don't ever mistake that for nice. I love that because it's, we saw that in the Christmas episode too, where he's Mm -hmm. like, I, like, I'm not a good guy. I'm just smart. Yeah. I'm here to help and save the day. Yes. I like him bringing that back around and saying that he's not a nice guy because the doctor inherently isn't. Mm -hmm. He is there to save the day when he can and when he can't he just works very hard to get himself and rose out of trouble Mm -hmm. and so this was one of those moments where it's like it would have been really nice to see the doctor not being able to succeed yeah because he wasn't fucking here for the entire thing the whole episode is about them looking for the doctor and you know it wasn't about the treasure the treasure was the friends we made along the way like, I like that. I I mean, I will say the doctor still didn't really save the day. He just sort of told well, the absorbed people what they could do. Well, it's the it's the fact that he still somehow gave Elton kind of a happy ending. Yeah. And that's the part where I mean, I'm like, it seems like he's been it seems like the doctor gave him many happy endings. Hey, uh, yeah. Oh, nah, you made me lose my train of <laughs> Not brother. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got. But it's, it's that, it's that part alone, which makes me almost go like, I, I don't know. I don't know why this episode didn't end with the doctor not succeeding in something. Cause also Rose is legitimately mad that, <laughs> that Elton upset her mom. Nobody upsets my mom. And then Which Elton's- is mostly really funny because Rose consistently upsets her mom yeah that's the thing though it's like i can make my mom angry you can't you can't make my mom angry no one ma- no one upsets my mom but me yeah no that's the like i can i can make my mom furious you do that i'll bite your fucking head off <laughs> it's i don't know if that's a that might be a more common like mother daughter thing that could be because that's legitimate. That's how I feel about my mom and my sister. Of the, I could piss them off. You piss them off though, or you say something nasty. I'm coming for you. You don't. You don't have the right. You didn't <laughs> earn that. I did my time. Twelve years of it. So in got, my mom's house. Thank you. So I've got a few other hangups about like the last chunk here, where both Elton and the Doctor call him an Absorbaloff, and he's like, "Yeah, I like that." implying that he doesn't have a name no like his he and his species have no name there's a very good it's there is a character in a book that 
adopts a son basically to to train into being a wizard and so he adopts and rescues this child from an orphanage and basically like has him locked away in a tower so to speak to read all these books and learn how to manipulate nature and forces and stuff and the the child asks him like do you want to know my name and he goes I don't see why that would matter. And the child does not actually pick his name until he's 17 because up until that point, names didn't matter. It was just him and this, you know, his father figure, so to speak. And so my my feelings on the aliens not having a name for the race is why would their names matter? Why would they need a name for their species if they are the only beings on their planet? I mean, you would, have, name. you would have to assume they aren't because they eat by absorbing things. So they yeah, would have they'd to go to other planets, though, and get that. Yeah. But before you gain space travel, I suppose my, my like we thing have is, names for chickens because we eat chickens. Well, yeah, but that's because there's a lot of like there's there's a lot of things like that. Yeah. But you don't go around individually naming like, oh, that's a Rhode Island red chicken right there <laughs> when you're fucking eating it. <laughs> I don't know the types of chickens that I'm eating. I just know that they're chickens and that's They're tasty. It. Yeah, they have meat that is good. I I do have another hang up where with all the faces because the doctor just sort of says, hey, if you, sort of just says, I don't know what the other folks are going to do about it. And then they're like, oh, right. We can all like stretch in here. And I'm like, how is that not? A horrible, debilitating weakness that your entire species has that your food can that your food immediately is like, I don't want to be in this tummy. I'm going to pull like they can't be unabsorbed, but they're going to. It's a lot of indigestion. Well, because it's also like they don't actually break the alien apart until his magic walking stick is broken. (laughs) Well, they they pull they pull him apart. So he so he loses hold of his magic walking stick and then the magic walking stick breaks and he melts. Uh, but it, before then, they could still pull in different directions. I mean, don't you think that if you had been absorbed without your consent, you would be a little bit sad and not thinking of a way to get out because as far as you know, there's you can't. Because even though they were pulling, they couldn't get out. That's fair. And it's also... <laughs> if I had been absorbed, that, that's... I'm figuring out a way to kill myself <laughs> holding my breath making myself pass out i don't know i did really enjoy the silly moment from ursula when she first gets absorbed she's like i can read his thoughts now you're next elton he's coming for you next and i'm like i don't i don't think he needed you to say that ursula no shit sherlock <laughs> i didn't think he and i were gonna go hang out at dairy queen after i can this. read his i was really excited though with i could read his thoughts He's sad. He's angry that he has to do this. You could at least give the Absorbaloff some kind of character arc. That, we uh, saw Jackie uh, make a character arc in less than an episode. Give the alien an arc too. It'd be really fun. It would be really funny if she's if she's like I could read his thoughts, but then said someone else's like said something said something totally different. Like he's really sad about this. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> He he really hates doing this and he feels bad and he wishes he could kick us out. No, I don't. You're delicious. And there's having an argument. No, I can read your mind. I know what you're saying. Shut up. And he has slaps himself. Wow. I just wrote a whole sketch. I'm, 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 a, I'm a genius. Wow. That was very funny. Considering how hard you're laughing, I don't think it's going to make it into the edit. It was the face I was giving you the entire time, which I recognize that a... Face cannot make it into the podcast. I'm not built for podcasts. I miss being in front of an audience. <laughs> we'll just have to get popular enough to do these live. I would love that. Although, oh, that means I have to be concerned with how I look. Oh, no, I'd have to care about how I look. Oh, no. <laughs> for those of you at home, I'm sporting an off-the-shoulder top today. A rare look for me. <laughs> It's covered with cashew milk, though, because I spilled some when I was drinking it earlier. <laughs> I mean, non-ironically, I did really enjoy it. Like, there were a lot of moments there where I went, this is, this has so much potential to be 
good. Like there, there were so many moments. Now there's a part of me that wishes that we had gotten an episode like this with Mickey or with Jackie, like a character that we've seen captain jack oh my god if we had one of these with captain jack we have a whole show of that with captain jack that's what that's what he has he has a spinoff called torchwood uh, he's the main character in that so he's he a whole spinoff show of him doing adventures oh my god but if we had an episode like this with a character that we kind of know but is not one of the is is in the supporting cast of this show like that would be awesome, you know. Pff, another one, uh, Jane Smith and Canine. That would be really great if we could see them again, but we I mean, won't. Sarah Jane and Canine also get their spinoffs. I know. I don't want to. And most, also, though. we see Sarah Jane again. Okay, but we don't see Canine, and that's all I care about. <laughs> I know he gets his own show. I get that. I, I'm not watching those shows right now, though. I'm watching this one. <laughs> well, I do. Th- I will say this episode was better than I remembered it being. Because when I, I when I first watched it, I hated it. Like, I hated every second. Like, of I it. am so happy this isn't a two parter. If this was a two parter, I'd fucking scream <laughs> with joy. Well, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If this was a two parter, I would walk out. I'd quit. I'd you, quit the podcast. You know, it's funny. I almost had made this episode a two parter because the other episode that I think is the worst episode of Doctor Who is the next episode. Interesting. So I'm probably going to like that one a lot, too. We, we will see because it. I thought it was different. I thought it was bad for different reasons. So I don't know if it's going to I don't know how that one's going to hold up. Oh, wait. So did I get points for saying that he was a shop vac man? Absolutely not. I don't think I was wrong, though. You were very much wrong. Mm, I don't think I was wrong. I had even tried to clarify just to make sure what you meant. And I asked, did you mean like the shop vac from Teletubbies? He looks nothing like that character. Um, He was short and round. And I think that counts. <laughs> but you do get he one. He did. He did do that with people. But you do get one. He did do a lot of shop vacuum type moves with his tongue. See, the funny thing is, if you had guessed he looks like a Slitheen, then I would have given it to you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> 23 out of 42, then. 23 out of 42. You're still, I mean, you're, you're above 50%. So we will, we'll see if that, if that track keeps holding uh, on the next episode of who is my doctor? Hey, Zag, who is my doctor? Apparently it's Elton. Ew, I don't ever want to hear you say that again. I know what he does with his <laughs> brick girlfriend. His, his, his stone companion. His stone companion, ugh. You didn't answer my question, though. Who's my doctor? Who is indeed. Thank you. wasn't so bad after all was it i mean it was it was really bad for me cassie liked it though so you know we take we take little victories wherever we can get them hopefully you like this episode though and you can let us know by giving us a like or five stars or whatever your podcast platform of choice demands in tribute if you want to tell us how much you liked it you could follow us on twitter blue sky threads or instagram at Wimdypod. that's w-i-m-d-p-o-d next week we'll be looking at fear her the other worst episode of Doctor Who. Maybe Cassie will like that one too. Guess we'll find out next Tuesday because your Tuesdays are now Who's Days. <laughs>